humans of the internet, welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. I'm very tired. How are you? You know, I'm tired also. I I uh, didn't sleep as well as I thought I would last night, um, probably because I was reeling from what I saw at the movie theater. Dragon Ball Super Broly. Hmm. A lot of things going around in my head, like how that how that anime is going to continue. Yeah. So, are you like hyped on it? Or there no? are some. There are some really strange choices they made in the movie that deviate from the canon of the main anime. Oh. Um. But I am curious. And I, I, I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes. Actually, it's. I see. I have, I have, I have a curiosity. I'm not sure if I'm particularly excited for it, but we'll see something. So it ties into the show. It's. Or... They make it seem like it will, like because it picks up right after where uh, the first season has stopped. Okay. So. Yeah. Nice. I don't know, man. It's 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 in murky waters right now. Nice. Oh, what have you been up to? I'll get to why I'm very tired later because it involves video games, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just same old stuff. I uh, flew drones today. Nice. Uh, I you know I am a licensed uh, FAA drone pilot. Okay. Technically. By the government, and we were out on one of our job sites in Reading. It's a new uh, hospital that we're building, and it's a huge site, and it's like forty-eight acres, so that's very large. And we were trying to just figure out some new software and uh, different like mapping and stuff like that. These drones are just unbelievable. These new ones, uh, basically. We got the drone. You, you get the drone to connect to uh, an iPad or your an iPhone, and it needs a Wi-Fi connection. So we just use a hotspot on our uh, phones, and then we go into the software, and it knows where we're at, satellite view, mm. and we just say, "Go in this box or do this pattern," and we're just pulling these dots on the satellite, like Google Earth, like map, and then it just takes off and goes does its thing by itself comes back and lands exactly where it took off all by itself wow. don't even barely even do anything it's just it, it was just unbelievable are you even you're not even flying this I, you call no. yourself a drone pilot I, know. I don't well that's think. the thing it, it, that's what I was because this is the first time we've really used this new software that we're looking at because uh, this software will do a lot of different things for us that we actually need and want to use it for it takes everything out of your hands it's like we're not even we don't even have the remote in our hands or watching the damn thing or whatever uh, i mean of course we're watching it but you know seeing it on the screen controlling it like we're hardly even doing anything it just does it all on its own it's freaking insane and it knew like you know because there's certain Boundaries that you can't cross. Yeah. And, and this site is literally across from the Reading Airport, yeah. which is a no-no. And it knew that. It wouldn't fly. It was like, no, I'm not flying. And it just hovered up in the air. 
Hmm. <laughs> it's just these drones are just unbelievable. Some of these new ones. And so we're flying this at like 200 feet in the air and it's taking these pictures as it goes along and it flies across and then back and across and back and it takes these pictures and then we'll be able to put it together and have this realistic model. And it literally at 200 feet will get to within an inch of accuracy. Wow. Yeah. So it was a pretty exciting day. Yeah, that's, that, stuff's that fun. sounds, yeah, that sounds uh, <laughs> better than sitting around in the office. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to get out of the office and play around with a bunch of cool new stuff. Nice. What we want to do. So, yeah, that's, that's been me. Hmm. Should we get into the video games? Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine we should uh, press forward with some stuff because, uh, Things happened between. Yeah, it's been a weird shit, news shit week. just blew up this week, <laughs> and uh, it's actually kind of interesting. Some of this stuff, but uh, let's talk about some of the stuff we've been playing while all this news has been dropping. Yeah, uh, I will say I've been playing the same things that I've been playing, but uh, I'll start with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The other day, I played it for literally eight hours straight wow phenomenal i fucking enjoyed myself so much playing that um and i am so i have three more chapters left apparently and the chapter that i'm in is the longest one on that last two are apparently shorter at least in terms of mission count um so i'm getting towards the end of it that's a that's a hell of a game but i got into a lot of like different side quest stuff uh went down this whole just chain of these missions on one of an island it wasn't even a uh story quest at all like i just happened to go here for a side quest and then it just went through this whole uh kind of quest line of this real bad like dictator sort of guy on this island and they want to get rid of him and then it just got into some really complicated character dynamics and i was like this is a side quest in an assassin's creed game and this is like legitimately really fucking great and that that's the thing with this game a lot of the side quests have been very strong a lot stronger than origins and a lot lot stronger early on like origins took a while until the writing got way better in that game yeah. whereas this one's just been good from the start and i'm really enjoying the story a lot uh i'm enjoying the ship combat a lot more just got into some really heated stuff because i had to impress this mercenary uh pirate and so i had to put a you know fly her flag and go take out all these spartan and athenian ships and i ended up getting in a fight with this badass big fucking ship and took that thing down got a bunch of cool gear out of it it was rad i mean it's just it's a great game and and honestly i love it the more that i play it i think i'm up to 29 hours wow and most of that has been since christmas wow <laughs> so, so I, I've, I've put a lot of time into that game recently and looking forward to getting around to it eventually to finishing it up but the one thing i'll say is that that i've just explored a lot more and especially this last play session explored a more uh because the quest line ended up 
I could have took it in this direction, and I did. Uh, the romance options are cool in this game, and I like them. I like that they're there. However, there's kind of no real impact to them in the long term sort of thing. Whereas, say, Dragon Age or Mass Effect, like you could get in a relationship in those games and stay in it, and it'll actually have like consequences. Like this one, you just kind of, you're a little lovebird with someone, and then, mm. you know, you kind of move on in a way. You're not like together the rest of the game. You know, you're not choosing one character to be with. So I, I don't know. I think it's something that they can expand on. This has been a first thing for Assassin's Creed, and, you know, they can do a lot better. I think they will down the road because I'm glad it's there I'll say that hmm. that game is just so huge yeah that's that's one thing that's intimidating oh me about it I'm like it looks good from the outside but I'm like I look yeah. at the hour count that some people are putting on it and I'm just well, I, I think you can probably because I have mainlined a lot of story I've done a lot of side stuff too but I'm I'm feeling in a very good spot at 29 hours. So I'm thinking maybe around 40 is when I might be wrapping the story up if I keep mainlining it a little bit more. And I think you can definitely do that. You could probably get it done a lot quicker if you wanted to just mainline it. But the thing is, is I look at the map and I'm like, I have probably touched a quarter of this map. Wow. And I've played it for this much, you know? Like there's going to be so many islands that I don't even touch throughout the game probably. And there's quests all over the place, and it's just, it's pretty stunning how big of a game this is. But it is kind of rad when you're out in the seas and you see just all these islands all over the place, and you know. There's got to be something can, on every island. Exactly. There there always is. It's, it's a game that I'm enjoying a lot more over time. So, the other thing I did... The reason why I'm so tired is because I was up until two in the morning finishing Red Dead Redemption 2. Finishing? <laughs> this chapter six, yes. Okay. So, I haven't done the epilogue, but uh, yeah, I'm finally uh, caught up to you, I guess, and, and yeah. finished the core core story of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I was, so, <laughs> I was playing it, and I'm like... I'm really enjoying these final missions. I just want to see where it goes. And there's some things I'll get to with some of those missions. But it was like midnight. And I just I just quickly looked it up. And I'm just like, how many missions do I have left? At least I, I want to know what happens in them. How many do I have left? I had three missions left. I'm like, mm. these missions take 10 to 15 minutes on average, maybe. I'll be done by 1 o'clock. That's not too bad. I'm up to 1 o'clock a lot. No. Those final three missions take a long time because I did um, the mission where you... Uh, I'm just going to say right here, I would like to talk some spoilers. Yeah, yeah. We could talk a little bit of spoilers So here, if yeah. you don't want to hear spoilers up through... The end of chapter six of Red Dead Redemption 2, skip ahead to whatever few minutes, because yeah. um, we're probably going to get into some spoiler uh, territory with the story, because I'd like to... T there's a lot of things on my mind. Okay. All right. So, here we go. The mission where you have to go save Eagle Flies. Yes. The the Indian chief's son. Um, I thought that was a fucking rad mission. Okay. 
and but that mission ended up taking like 35 minutes to do and i'm like holy shit but i love the story aspect of it i loved the ride with charles up until that up until that point i liked um you know sneaking around in that fort but then what was just frustrating is you after you save eagle flies you come out and they're it's just another red dead redemption 2 mission you're just shooting the fucking place up mm-hmm. i'm like jesus christ like and, and i'm this is coming from someone that enjoys the gun combat like more than you and, and more than others it's not the best but i don't i don't hate it i, I was like are you kidding me like <laughs> that is literally every mission for the last two and a half chapters it felt like i feel like that that. mission would have been a lot cooler if it were you sneaking in and sneaking out exactly that's what i was hoping because sneaking in like the music and the atmosphere is awesome it's dark it's it you know you're using your bow bow, it's it was fucking awesome i'm like this is one of my favorite missions in this and then you come out it's like oh i guess we're not sneaking out bam 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 shooting the place up i'm like jesus christ oh my goodness um and you know the mission after that where you go to the um the oil place Mm -hmm. uh you know once again i like the story aspect of it because that's really where arthur and dutch really started to officially split um but man that that mission was just a shooting gallery i'm like what the fuck dude like when you really pull back in, for a game that tries to do for better and for worse, it depends how you feel about it. Uh, I'm a little bit more on the positive side of it in terms of it doesn't affect me as much. Do things realistically, you know? Yeah. When you pull back at it at the end of chapter six and go, I have murdered thousands of people somehow. Like, it, it kind of ruins that immersion a little bit. It's, it's like when you're playing through Uncharted, you know, and yeah. Nathan Drake ends up just murdering hundreds of dudes. You know, but I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 is taken to a much greater extent. And I was thinking, like... And I think how- Red Dead Redemption 2 takes itself more seriously than Uncharted does. Absolutely. And I, I just feel, for a game that tries to do that, it kind of contradicts itself a little bit with that by the end of it. Because I'm like, damn, like... This is just nothing but a shooting gallery. Now I'm mowing down the like US how many army? people? How many people have they paid to be <laughs> yeah, out here? I know. Like, it's, it's just just stunning. thinking about like the amount of manpower that uh, this Cornwall has at his disposal to protect his stuff. Like yeah. that's that's a lot of people that he has out there that exactly. you're shooting up. Exactly. That the U.S. Army is there. I know Cornwall's in the U.S. Army were kind of like in bed with each other but still it's the fucking u.s army i'm sure if they heard there's a massacre over here they're going to go really really hunt these people down a lot more than just the fucking pinkertons you know what i mean and i was thinking about like como driscoll's dudes i'm like how many fucking guys is this he has a whole army of his own because i just murdered the shit out of like how many dudes Yeah, it's, it, 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 that that aspect of it just kind of. And then you see how sparsely populated a lot of the towns out there are, and you're like, "Where are these fucking people coming from?" <laughs> I know. I was like, "Okay, this is just a little too much." But you, you think about that aspect f- f- or that mission from a story perspective when uh, um, the steam goes off, that pipe gets shot, you know, the steam's coming out in Arthur's face and he gets kind of fucked up and those dudes are rushing in and about to kill Arthur and then Dutch just walks away or mm-hmm. whatever and then Eagle Flies comes in and gets shot it's like 
fuck. Like the story wise, I'm like, damn, this is just really good. I, that's why I was like, I'm just finishing this. Cause I, I felt very invested in how that ended because just knowing where Red Dead Redemption starts and, uh, how that game turns out, you know, how this gang broke up was the thing that drives me this entire time. And, and I, I like that final, uh, encounter between Dutch and Arthur and Micah and John shows up and John's like, ah, you left me behind. Uh, you know, and, and Arthur found out that, um, Micah has been a snitch the whole time or at least recently, um, and Dutch has to choose. And it's just, that was a very, very intense story moment that once again ended up in a shootout. The whole thing saving Abigail, I was like, you know, cool. I'm sitting up here sniping some dudes, Sadie Adler's down there. She's badass. This is, this is fine. And then, Oh, guess what you have to do? Going through all these guys. And and when I'm up in the lighthouse, I'm like, man, I feel like I just took out everybody in this town because I just murdered like 20 guys. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? I have to go down through 20 more guys without a rifle. That was frustrating as shit because I ended up having like the worst fucking revolver somehow. I don't even know how. And that was so frustrating to go through. I'm like, man, it's just... I the missions that stand out to me in Red Dead Redemption 2 are the missions that are different. There are some high octane a- action missions that I really enjoyed, but towards the end like the the mission design in terms of gameplay lacked a lot. And I feel if you play a massive chunk of that game at once it becomes very apparent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just stands out like a sore thumb of like every one of these missions ends up in a goddamn shootout. And I am just murdering the shit out of so many people that it's just staggering. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was a very powerful moment. Arthur's final ride back into that camp, I thought was very well done. Uh, I liked the, you know, the music of that part when it's when it's playing um the final battle i know you didn't enjoy that fist bite with micah i didn't think it was as bad i mean the hand-to-hand combat's not not great it took so long it was long it was very long uh but it made me sad because i i really liked arthur morgan as a character he's one of my favorite characters in a while um back up a little bit but what did you think about the moment where Arthur Morgan, it's like you have my hat now, John. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was goofy. I was, like, I laughed out loud yeah. when that happened. I was like, this is a little corny, but whatever, I'll take it. Um, you know, and, and, but you know, I, I like Arthur a lot, and just knowing, I think it gives a lot more context to John's story in Red Dead Redemption. Knowing, even though it is a little weird that Arthur Morgan is never mentioned at all in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously the gang is, but he's never mentioned, but, um, you know, just knowing that Arthur, he wanted to do good, but he just didn't know how to get out the whole time. Hmm. And in Dutch is such a selfish prick in that game towards the end. It's just becomes more and more apparent how 
he says he's in for everybody to get out uh but it always goes sideways for him and then you know towards the end he was just ruthless you know like letting you know getting all the indians murdered and children and women it's like damn dude you're just you're a bad bad person it's just this is crazy um yeah yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed the story of that game uh but i will say mission design could use improvement controls oh my god there's you know i don't think it's as bad as uh like I don't mind it as much as others do, but man, there were some times when I was like going from Annisburg back to uh, Shady Bell and the trails like super tight and there's fucking uh, trees everywhere and I would turn the horse and it takes like the longest radius that it can possibly go and then I'm bouncing off of this tree and bouncing off of this tree and then bam, there's a rock that I never saw behind a bush and I'm like, ugh. Ugh. And then I go play Assassin's Creed Odyssey that's like silky smooth to move around. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, Rockstar just needs to improve that shit. That stuff's just behind. It really is. Um, I, I believe that here in. Uh, oh, God. It's, I mean, it's been for many years. I think any game that you tap X to sprint oh, is fucking just it's ridiculous. Infuriating. It, it, towards the end it's like they just um, were like no this is what we have in our games yeah it, it's it's such a dumb move and i have no idea why they did it that way because especially towards the end you know some of those rides you had to take are so long and you're just like gotta press x to keep my horse going you know because he won't go at the speed i want him to otherwise i'm just sitting here bah, 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 you know, while while I'm listening to this conversation that I, I'm actually enjoying between Arthur and Charles or whatever, and here I'm just clicking X from my fucking controller, and that's all I hear. It's like, so stupid. Just such a stupid decision there. I um, bet there will be a... When, when this game eventually comes to PC, I, I imagine there will be a mod that will let someone keep track of how many times they press the X button. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, I I did end up doing a lot of side stuff as well yeah. before I, I finished it. There's some really just great down-to-earth moments with a lot of different side characters in that game that are some of the better moments in the game because they, they don't end in fucking shootouts, you know? Like, there was a veteran that I saved from... Uh, his horse ran away from him, and his horse had his... Um, like a uh, leg or whatever. And so he couldn't walk and I saved his horse, brought it back. And he's like, come fishing with me sometime. And then I, I'm going by his place and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll stop in and see this guy. And just, we go fishing. We catch a legendary fish. I get a trophy and I had a good time just enjoying this guy that I met, you know? And, and that's one of my favorite moments in that game. Um, it, like things like that or, uh, I don't know if you ended up talking to her, the sister. Did you talk to her at all? Yeah, sister or Gorgana, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, like the moment you have with her uh, when she's about to leave, um, that that was such an incredibly 
powerful moment in that game. You know, I, I just think the game could have been cut down in length and then some of those missions just could have been like they didn't have to end that way. I felt like they Rockstar felt like they needed to end them with shootouts because that's what people like is fucking high octane energy and stuff. And it's just not all the time does it need to be that way because the moments that stick with me in Red Dead are not those moments. Even even with Red Dead Redemption 1, it wasn't those moments all the time, you know? Yeah. It's a good game. I don't... I'm going to take a break from it because there's other things I want to play, but I will finish the epilogue eventually. I just heard there's a lot of very mundane stuff you got to do. Yeah, I played it, part of the, like the first bit of the epilogue, and yeah, you're just driving a cart around a little bit. Yeah. Riding your horse to catch some people. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And the, we'll see. Yeah. It's its own thing. It uh, is. It certainly is. It's just such a huge game. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and Odyssey, it's just like, damn. I feel like I'm, I'm never going to get away from these two games. You know what? They're going to keep you up until 2 a.m. <laughs> I know. I know. I haven't done that in a long time on a work night, just saying, like, fuck it. I'm just staying up late, and and I'll feel tired tomorrow, but whatever. I enjoyed myself. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I played. Um just, just some Switch stuff. A little bit of the Pokemans. Oh, I finally unlocked everybody in Smash Brothers. Good. Which is exciting. And yeah, that's all I can think that I played. What about you? Oh, man. You know into... what's been keeping me up till 2 a.m.? Battletech. I've been taking a I've been taking a break from right. to play to play some other things that I need to Yakuza Yeah, Yakuza Kiwami. No. Oh, I okay. <laughs> I moved on to playing uh Yakuza Kiwami 2. Okay. Um which is the remake of Yak- Yakuza 2. And uh it's really fucking good like all the other Yakuza games. And yeah, I'm I'm just having a lot of fun with it. I think the story is a lot stronger than either 0 or 1 in okay. Kiwami 2 um it's got man there what's, there's some what's cool different with stories it? so uh Yakuza Kiwami 1 is built in the same engine as uh I believe Yakuza 5 and 0 uh Yakuza Kiwami 2 was built in the same engine as Yakuza 6 so it plays a lot more like 6 than it does 1 or 0 okay um, cool. It's got the systems of uh, eating and digestion and that kind of stuff to like get some stats to pump into. So you literally, get some experience to pump into your stats and stuff like. So do you literally have to take a shit in this game? Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's never vis- visually represented taking a shit. Okay. There are some. There was a sub story that I just ran into. There was a guy on the toilet who paid the dark price, as they call it, <laughs> and shat himself. And you had to go get them a pair of underwear. Wow. Well, oh, wow. Speaking of chatting themselves, did you in Red Dead Redemption 2 run into Charles Chalney or something like that? The artist? Yes. Did you complete his whole yeah, I thing? Yeah, I did. The part where he says he, he uh, didn't like the drinks in the bar, so he shat on the bar. Now, and there's, there's a lot of other people wanting that hate him and everything for other reasons as well but i'm like man a lot of 
a lot of shit going on in some video games now. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny though. Ah, uh, but yeah, I'm. I, yeah, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is just really, really good. I think the only thing that's really holding me back from 100%ing all of these games is that I don't know how to play Japanese card games and uh, Mahjong and uh, other board games like, oh, what is it called? Uh, Shindo? It's basically like Japanese chess. I think, that's the, I think that's the name of that game. I'm going to look this up real quick to make sure I don't... Uh, get get this fucked up. Um, n- no, it's not Shindo. Wait, what is man? This is. Oh yeah. <laughs> huh. I don't know, man. I I forget <laughs> the name of this game that I was trying to play, which I don't know. Oh, is that it? No. I'm just clicking links right now on my Google search, and that's not helping. Uh, but yeah, there are some games that I just don't know how to play, and there are completion list items that require me to win at those games. I got you. So maybe I'm maybe I. 2019 is the year that I learned to play Japanese board and card <laughs> games. Why not? <clears throat> how um. Because I, I really want to get to back to Yakuza Kiwami hopefully soon. Um, Did you start with Kiwami or Zero? Kiwami. Okay. Because uh, that one was the free one for PlayStation oh, Plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, can you mainline those games in terms of just all I want to do is story inside stuff? Yeah, you, is you can. Is that pretty much yeah, you how can it can go? That. Okay. Yeah. Because I know other things are probably fun to get into in those games for sure. I'm not saying I won't get into them, but at least... You know, the opening chapter, I believe, I played of Kiwami. I'm like, this story's fucking great. I not, This is, like, all I really want. Yeah, you can this. absolutely just do beat that. beat some dudes up and get a really awesome story. And so, okay. Yeah, you, you cool. can do that. Um, the only thing you might have trouble with is uh, making sure your stats keep pace, so you might want to do yeah. some sub-stories. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. You know, you do, um, do some sub-stories, because I'm sure some of them are very good as well. Yeah. And I've also I've also been playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4. We gotta play that again soon. I've been mostly playing the multiplayer uh, ranking up in the uh, Black Ops Pass, the the Battle Pass thing they have. Um, I am like level 62 in that. Wow. There's 100 levels for this this one and I think there are like 28 days left or something like that. Somewhere around there. I don't know. Right on. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. And I've also gotten back into Destiny 2 a little bit. Got my power level up to 580. Okay. Still not good enough to do Iron Banner, which is live right now because everyone seems to be like 600 plus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was getting my ass kicked. Yeah, I I had the itch to dive into Destiny uh, over the weekend, but just didn't do it. I think I'm at 577. Last I saw, Keith is over 600. So he's a cool guy. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get up there so I can do some of that black armory stuff, but you have to, like, some of that stuff is like 625 or something like that. Right. Yeah. But they made it easy to power level, apparently. Yeah, like prime prime engrams are are dropping more frequently for people below 600. 
Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've been having fun with that. I, uh, I don't know. I, I did some of the, some of the exotic quests. I finally got my Ace of Spades. I'm pretty well on my way to, uh, on there. I forget what these quests are actually for, but the nascent dawn one. Okay. Um, and then there's the other one on Mars too. Yeah. The Ecolos weapon. Um, one of them oh I'm forgetting what one of the weapons was but the other one is the sleeper stimulant yeah I think the sleeper stimulant is the one where you have to use the Ecolos wep- weapon and all yes. that stuff um, but yeah I that thing's worth it to get yeah I, I that's fucking awesome I'm pushing through that and <laughs> I I'm going to request a group be made to help me push towards the last step because I heard the last step of that is kind of a pain in the ass because yes. it's a special, it's something that pops up during a public event. Yes, um, there's that, and then there's also. Uh, did you do the nodes yet, the sleeper nodes? Yeah, I, I have. Okay, so I have, like, I've looked up a guide for that, and yeah. I have plenty of like. I forget what you do to get the unlock yeah, key, but I have okay. plenty of those okay, to cool. actually. That part sucked. Yeah, a lot. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you ever need help. Yeah. Just let me know. I'm I'm down for Destiny or Black Ops. Got to get into that. Maybe it's supposed to be snowy this weekend, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll be uh, trapped indoors. Exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, other things I've been playing. I got back into Rocket League, and we'll talk about why a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rocket League is still a good video game. Uh, I've gotten a little bit worse at it. Yeah. Naturally, you haven't played as much. And then today, also for reasons we will talk about later, I got back into Elder Scrolls Online. Ooh. And I finished off pretty much every quest available in Merkmire. Uh, all the side quests that I didn't uh, wrap up, I, I did all those. And I tried to do a dungeon, but halfway through it, one of the... Uh, there, there was this ladder that you were supposed to interact with to climb down to another level. And one of our party members, that was bugged for. And we basically had to abandon that dungeon halfway through. That sucks. And, yeah, that sucks. Especially for a dungeon that's been in for well over a year and a half. Hmm. So I'm not entirely sure why that happened. But... Eh, strange. Uh, I'll talk about Elder Scrolls Online later. I have some thoughts <laughs> about the things they've announced this week. Yeah. One thing I want to try to do uh, before next week's show, I don't know if I'm going to pick up the whole thing, but I want to play that Resident Evil 2 demo. Mm. That one-shot demo, I downloaded that. So I want to fuck around with that. And then I also should probably play that uh, Birth by Sleep episode in Kingdom Hearts 2.8 since Mm. 3 is coming out super soon. Apparently it's only like two hours long, so okay, I might try to do those things. Yeah, I might be uh, playing the Dreams beta because apparently they're going to give a code to everyone eventually. Cool. Like next week's uh, drop, they'll be giving everyone else who signed up and is Mm -hmm. like people who gave the right information about like their... uh, PSN and stuff. That's cool. I mean, hopefully get in. I'll, right, you won't be able to talk about it, right? No, I won't be able to talk about it. But uh, I hope to eventually be able to mess <laughs> with those tools a little bit and yeah. get a better idea of how I want to talk about that game when it does come out. Yeah. 
but yeah, I'm I'm excited to do that. But there are game like I believe this week is the week that games have started. <laughs> yeah, did we put that? Because it's not a ton of talk to. I'm just looking at that stranding story. No, we didn't put that in, in there. Let me talk. Just talk about it really quick. Apparently. Because, you know, talking about dreams gets me on first-party stuff, apparently. Uh, they showed Gorilla. Kojima Productions showed Gorilla the first two hours of Death Stranding, but not the whole thing. whole thing isn't complete yet, apparently. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. The whole thing isn't done? So, I th- that right there, any speculation of maybe this game will be out in 2019, throw it the fuck out the window. It's not happening. No way. Are you sure? No way. No way to me. I would shit myself if that game was out in 2019. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll just have to wait. That'll be a PS4 slash PS5 game. Yes. I would agree with that. But it's time to dive into a lot. Yeah, holy moly. There is a lot of stuff happening. And I guess we'll start off with the, well. um, <laughs> the messiest thing on this list of news. Headline reads here from Game Informer. Former Gearbox lawyer accuses studio and Randy Pitchford of financial malfeasance, which he has denied. It's more than that. <laughs> yeah. So there's this dude, Wade Callender, who was recently let go from the company. Or, well, he he left. He was sued by Gearbox. And now he is filing a countersuit against Gearbox. Right. In which he made certain allegations against Randy Pitchford to include taking out a secret $12 million bonus for himself. Ooh. Uh, which apparently, I guess, wasn't approved, or maybe it didn't go through the proper channels, I guess, is the accusation there. Um, but there's more. That's not it. Um, so... He was also, Randy Pitchford was also accused of having a USB drive that he lost that contained company secrets as well as pornography, which Wade Calendar says is underage porn, child porn. Uh, Randy Pitchford has said, has acknowledged that there was porn on that USB drive, but that it was legal. But yeah. didn't stop there. Instead, no. he decided to describe the acts um, yeah. performed in the video, uh, apparently of a cam girl. Uh, and apparently Randy Pitchford doesn't believe that women squirt. <laughs> he thinks it's a magic trick. He uh. thinks it's something they fake. Randy Pitchford, uh, did you have to go that deep? You could have just said that was legal porn. Yeah. But he didn't. <laughs> Instead, he decided to reveal to the world what he thinks of the a woman's body and what it can and can't do. Yeah. 
Apparently, he thinks it's anatomically impossible for a woman to squirt. Yeah. So, okay. There's there's so much to unpack with this. This was on a podcast that Randy Pitchford unveiled this on a podcast about magic. Yeah. And I guess, so he kind of brought this up uh, after Calendar's suit was filed is when he he said this on the podcast. So obviously I think he's trying to defend himself a little bit, but he goes into details that nobody asked for. Nobody needed to hear and ends up sounding very immature. (laughs) Yeah. And whatever, like there's porn on there, you know, It, it, it is what it is. He's acting like he's trying to explain it to his parents. Exactly. Like, you could have just said, yeah, there was porn on there. And that's it. That's it. Like, you don't need to go into detail of how you think it's some magic trick and say that it's barely legal. Like, I just, I think he kind of really made murky murky the water there a little bit but i mean the real story is that he took a 12 million dollar bonus out for himself and uh he secretly yeah randy secretly saddled gearbox's employees with the burden of repaying a private personal 12 million dollar bonus that randy pitchford rerouted from gearbox publisher directly to randy's side entity pitchford's entertainment media and magic (laughs) unbeknownst to gearbox employees randy pitchford arranged to to shift the burden of Randy's long-standing multi-million dollar bonus to the very same employees. Like that's that's something you don't do. Yeah, for sure. And that I think is certainly the worst part of all of this, but how he's trying to defend himself with just ridiculous details it's a little unnecessary. I mean, you can tell that this is two people that were together for a while and then have clearly fallen out with each other and just do not like each other at all. You know, crazy. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what to make of a lot of this. It's even like, it doesn't matter whether Pitchford is telling the truth or not whether whether or not he's telling the truth either way it just it seems terrible yeah as the ceo of a company like that you think you would uh just knowing how things can be sometimes uh you know more careful with your words whether it's true or not and and also to claim though underage pornography that's like a very very bad thing to have Mm -hmm. um and and that's like a very serious thing to accuse someone of uh you know and i'm just not sure if on calendar's side obviously that's a a very clear attack you know that's it's even like that that's that's the thing he put out there to draw attention to it honestly Right. 
Right. Because a lot of times if your lawsuit is only about the money thing, that stuff doesn't make headlines. Right. Because that's just not that's just not tasty enough for people to write headlines about. Yeah. Uh, but when you throw in this kind of shit, yeah. Also, just what a strange combination of things on that flash drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that had like super top secret stuff from all these I mean, companies. Even if it is perfectly porn. legal porn, why is the perfectly legal porn on the same flash drive as company secrets? So he can study it because he was so blown away by it. Man. God. What a fucking story. Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm... I, I'm just curious how people become a CEO of such a large company, but still have such a childish brain at times. Sometimes, yeah. It's Randy it's really bizarre. He's certainly a character. He certainly said some dumb shit before, but this is... This takes the cake. And, yeah. uh... Yeah, I mean, we'll see, obviously, how it how it plays out, and, you know, we'll see what happens with this $12 million bonus as well that he just took out for himself. Imagine being able to do that. I need a $12 million bonus. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's... I don't know. Like, that's, that's not something... Gross. Not something you should do at all. So... Yeah, I... And the hottest mess of 2019. I imagine this mess will continue to develop throughout the year. Yeah. And we'll see where this ends up. For sure. Let's uh let's let's talk a little bit more posy here. Let's get so let's get positive. Yeah. Because, you know, where some people will decide to uh, you know, just put porn alongside company secrets, we have other Things such as the gates being opened yeah. between Sony and Microsoft, Nintendo, and the PC, of course. Rocket League is now the second fully cross-platform playable video game on the PlayStation 4, available to be played with anyone who owns the game. Um... Currently, this is random matchmaking or private games you can have between uh, other platforms. And Psyonix is working on a party system that will work so you can take parties online into matchmaking with people from different platforms. Yep. Uh, I believe Rocket League was one of the first to have accidentally unleashed cross-platform play and been... And uh, it had to have it revoked because they didn't get approval. So it makes sense for it to be the next one since the work was kind of pretty much already done, at least between uh, Xbox and PlayStation 4. I don't think it was out at Switch at the time uh, they did that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. I went back in. Uh, there's definitely a larger player pool and matchmaking is a lot faster. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to see this and can't wait to see uh the the whole partying system come up because then that then that's like that makes it perfect you'd be able yeah. to party up with your friends from yeah other uh platforms. i would really love to try it um you know when when the party system comes up like fuck it i'll hop on my xbox and you can get on playstation we'll f try it yeah why not 
my know? brother can get on the PC version. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's a wild thing. And Rocket League was the one pushing for this first, pushing for it the most, mm-hmm. I feel. It just took it didn't have the didn't have the power. Yeah. It just took it. something that literally is the biggest thing on the fucking planet right now in Fortnite to really force Sony's hand on it. Yeah, uh, Fortnite I mean, had to make Sony look bad so they would allow this. Yeah, exactly. Uh so I mean it's it's just just fantastic that Rocket League is now a part of this. Yeah, as much as I don't really give a shit about Fortnite anymore, I'm glad that it exists because it's forcing Sony yeah. to back down and allow other things like this to happen. Yes. Yeah. But that's cool. Um, what do you think the next one is going to be? The next multi-platform... Oh, man. Multiplayer. It's not going to be any of the big players. It's not going to be Activision or EA. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm trying to think of other big multiplayer games. Do you think Ubisoft would be crazy enough to do it I th- with For I, Honor? I was thinking Siege. Oh, Siege too, yeah. I think Siege would be fantastic to do this for. At least between consoles. I know playing against right. PC in a first-person shooter would be right. kind of unfair. But I think for games like The Division or Destiny 2 or something like why not? You have a more populated I think, world. I, think I don't Bungie, think it's going to happen. I think Bungie has a lot more they other do. hands. They do, for sure. And I know it's going to be a bigger, you know, might not happen um, with some of these bigger publishers, but I think those would be fantastic games for it, just to have a more populated world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the games play practically the same on consoles, so why not? Uh, you know what I think it is? It's going to be a game that hardly anyone really talks about of realm royale the -hmm. other battle royale game maybe PUBG does it yeah maybe i could see that but then again PUBG has so many problems that i'm not sure (laughs) that's on their priority list right now yeah although it was yeah we we talked about last week so i don't know we have some numbers to say otherwise oh boy And now back into the what the hell are you doing zone in the news with this latest story here from Game Informer. Ubisoft apologizes for latest Assassin's Creed Odyssey DLC ending in which they forced every character, regardless of how you played your character throughout the game in the DLC. They forced you into a straight relationship to ensure the bloodline continues, which is a weird choice considering that they allowed you to approach sex and romance however you wanted throughout the game and then decide to shoehorn this in, even though it might not be part of the character that you built up. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. I think it's weird, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I understand it from what they want to tell with the story. You know, this... this uh legacy of the first blade tells the story of the first assassins um or some of the first i guess but uh i i get that but you have a game that is so huge that people very much invested time into and their choices and then you just rip that away i mean we see we see that happen sometimes you know 
if you have a good or a bad ending, maybe the good ending is the one that's canon, technically. Sometimes that shit happens, but I feel like for this DLC, it's just a little weird to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this is kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit backwards thinking, honestly, um, considering, like, the advances this game tried to make in its in its relationship system. Um, although it was hit or miss in certain places. But then to take a step back and be like, no, uh, you have to be in a straight relationship here. Yeah, I, I think that's weird because me playing Cassandra, I haven't slept with any dude in that game. I've only been with women, you know? And I'm just, you know, really... If I really like this character, I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm the flirty character, mm-hmm. you know? So I think for me to get to that, I'd be like, what? That's not how I played this game. That's not that, not my Cassandra. Exactly. Oh, wow. so yeah, I don't know. They did say that, uh, you know, reading through the player's response of our new DLC for Legacy of the First Blade, Shadow Heritage, we want to extend an apology to players disappointed by the relationship your character partakes in, the intention of this story was to explain how your character's bloodline has lasting impact on the assassins. But looking through your response, it is clear we missed the mark, they said. Hmm. I'm just like, man, the whole idea that you're going to try to preserve your world by forcing something into it that some players aren't going to... I don't know. There's... There's something about that that just seems like they are a little bit too precious about the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. Oh, well. We can move on. This That was a smaller one here. And another kind of small one here. Um, did you know that the Pinkertons are a real... Uh, a real company... Uh, consulting and in- Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations is a real company. They've uh, sent a cease and desist letter to Take Two, <laughs> and have demanded royalties, and uh, claiming that Rockstar was unauthorized to feature the Pinkerton brand in the game. Yeah, Take Two is trying to claim that. The inclusion of the agency falls under fair use. I'm not entirely sure what the law is here, but it seems, I don't know. We'll see. This could be uh, interesting. I'm under the assumption that companies generally have the right to their name being used in things. Yeah. Especially when it's that one-to-one Pinkerton consulting and investigations and what the Pinkertons end up being in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 seems like very similar things. Right. It just seems a little bit skeevy. I can't can't go out and make a game and be like, yo, check out this Coca-Cola in my video game. Right. And... Even PUBG had to change the their cans of the energy drink they had in their game because they looked too much like Red Bull. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, typically, you don't want your company out there in something that could potentially damage it, its brand or uh, 
create a different perception of it and and stuff like that. Uh, you, you know, companies try to be very controlling of their brand, and I I I don't know if Rockstar knew that hey we have these Pinkertons that are you know um, some government dudes investigating or you know and then there's also this Pinkerton consulting and investigations in real life but fuck them you know I, I I don't know if it was that or more of a coincidental thing it is strange though I would say that they were very well aware here based on this quote here uh, Pinkerton cannot use trademark law to own the past and prevent creators from including historical references to Pinkerton agents in depictions of the American West. So okay. it sounds very much like they were aware they knew. that the Pinkertons existed okay. as a yeah, real thing. Definitely. So I this is another one that I, you might want to keep your eye on. Yeah. I mean, I see Rockstar's argument as well. You know, they're depicting historical things and not, you know, modern day. I, 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 I understand that argument as well. But the thing is, just change the fucking name. Just change the fucking name of the company. Yeah. Make it Dinkertons. Like, there isn't a San Denis, so why does there have to be a Pinkerton? Mm-hmm. It's just bizarre. The ways... Yeah. It's just bizarre. Everybody's being sued. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine someone's going to get punished for this next one, too. There was a Fortnite security exploit that allowed hackers to control other accounts. Uh Uh-oh. I'm just going to go through this here quickly from Game Informer. Uh, according to a report from Variety, an exploit exploit was discovered in November that allowed hackers to completely take control of someone else's account. The bug, found by security firm Checkpoint Technology Software, made every part of the ca- account vulnerable. The attacker could buy items using the victim's credit card or even pose as the victim in video ga- in the game ch- chats. This was accomplished without the need of login information at all. Authorization tokens would pass through Epic subdomains that could be intercepted by hackers through a redirect. The token thief would then be able to just log in as the person whose token was just who they intercepted. Oh, boy. Yeah, so security issues in Fortnite. Credit card information being stolen. Yeah, that's not a good thing, especially with how popular Fortnite is. That could be a very big deal. Um, I'm just glad. a bad thing when this shit happens. I'm just, I'm curious if this is limited to Fortnite or if it is your Epic account. Because now that they have the Epic store, there are a lot more people who have credit card information attached to their Epic accounts. I'm just curious if this was limited to Fortnite. Yeah. Man, what's up with this stuff too? Fortnite, Bethesda... Although I think Bethesda's is oh yeah Bethesda's bad. okay, uh, so all right Bethesda confirms Fallout 76 bans for accessing developer room. Uh, last week, Fallout 76 players discovered it was possible to access a developer room within the game, which let non-developers produce every item in the game and talk to an unused non-playable character in the room. <sighs> Let's what? see. Uh. Oh my gosh. 
These areas are only accessible to PC players that are using third-party applications to get into the areas. In an effort to ensure the integrity of these characters and accounts, these accounts are being temporarily disabled pending further investigation. People just trying to fuck with their games to get into shit they aren't supposed to. You know, just play the games, dude. I just don't understand that. Typically, Although I, I understand the curiosity around Fallout 76 and trying to find everything that's there, even if you're not supposed to, because yeah. there's so little there. Right. Yeah. I mean, added to the uh, list of things for Fallout 76. Uh, I, I mean, to me, I will never understand why someone would do this stuff. Um personally i mean you're gonna get caught probably you're gonna get banned from the game there's gonna be bad things that happen i just don't understand the motivation to do something like this yeah a lot of people think that uh hey if i find this bug in their game maybe bethesda will hire me yeah it's like no no if you're gonna exploit that that bug uh then yeah there are proper channels to report things like that yeah and that proper channel isn't accessing things that you're not supposed to and then creating items and for yourself that would give you an advantage in an online video game. Yeah. And according to Bethesda for this one, they have no clue how people got in. So they it has to be Fantastic. Some, some sort of third-party software. Just, I mean, it's, it's a Bethesda game. They have no clue how a lot of things happen in the game. Sometimes it feels great. that way. Just great. Well, Fallout 76 seems very much like a beta, although it is not labeled as such. However, The Division 2 has a beta, aptly named, and it has a start date for people who have pre-ordered the video game. The beta starts on February 7th and runs through the 10th. And, uh, yeah. And there's a chance to get in for free. Uh, if you go to the divisiongame.com slash beta. Sure. But I imagine those, uh, that will be very limited. I have a feeling that everyone who pre-orders will get in, and people who haven't will get fucked. Where's your hype level on the Division 2? Nowhere to be seen. Whoa! <laughs> because <laughs> I fell off very hard from the Division 1. Yeah. Me too. Just, I had a lot of uh, matchmaking issues with that game, playing with you guys. I just didn't find it very interesting at all. It w- wasn't very exciting, no. Now, 2 looks like a, an improvement, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know the game changed a lot since when we fell off of it, but... Um, yeah, its gameplay was a little lacking. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is the one for me. If I'm going to play one of these big ongoing games that are releasing this year. I think I know which one it is, and that's Anthem. I'm more curious about Anthem, just because it's new, it's Bioware. Yeah. All right. Well, there's there's another thing. There There's, there's another potentially ongoing game that's not going to happen now. <laughs> EA has canceled their open-world Star Wars game. The thing that uh, was Visceral's thing before they closed got transferred over to Motive. 
Um, yeah. EA Vancouver as well. Yes. So, not a surprise for me. Based on what we saw initially, we saw a brief gameplay glimpse. Some over-the-shoulder third-person gameplay. Walking, a character walking. Yes. And then when they said they are transitioning it to an open-world uh, multiplayer game, that the it just seemed like that was a that would be a very hard transition to do based on what we saw from it because it looked very much like it was going to be a very high polished uh single player game where you play through a campaign as a character that's what it looked like to me mm-hmm. and that's, uh, that's that was that's that was was and that was uh the legacy of uh Amy Hennig who yeah. was wor- who was heading that up um but yeah, they tried to change directions and it's gone. Right. And those anthem microtransactions are going to try to fill a Star Wars sized <laughs> hole. Wouldn't shock me. <laughs> but I mean, this is just continues the saga of EA very much mishandling the Star Wars exclusivity deal that they have. I mean, it's fucking Star Wars. There is so much that they could do, but they are just worried about constantly making money in not just money, the most money possible. So they can't even give people, you know, obviously a single player game that would probably be pretty fucking rad, but it doesn't make all the money in the world. Instead, we have to fuck up Star Wars Battlefront 2 and cancel that and shut Visceral Games down and move it to EA Vancouver and fuck that game. And then it's also rumored that they're putting another project in, uh, another Star Wars project in for a late 2020 release. So it's like, what the fuck is that going to be now? Because you only have two years presumably less than unless you already have it gone like what what is happening over there you know they signed this deal i believe in 2012 or 2013 they produced two fucking video games out of this both have been uh while they have cool aspects to them not what they should be at all star wars battlefront has never reached what it should have been a single player star wars game is something uh, that I think would be a great idea because the Star Wars universe is so rich. Storytelling is just perfect for it. And it's not like there weren't good Star Wars video games before. Yeah. And there was great Star Wars single-player games. You know, where's where's a Star Wars RPG or something like that, you know? Like, there's so much they could have done with this, and they've just dropped the ball. I really wonder if... if uh, Disney's just scratching their head of like, man, what are these guys doing and why did we do this? And is there a way we could get out of it? I really wonder if that conversation has been had because, you know, you look at what Disney's been doing with the Marvel properties, you know, they give the Marvel games to developers that are cool all over the place, you know, Marvel for Marvel Spider-Man for PS4. You know, even though it's exclusive, here you go, Insomniac. Here you go, Telltale, RIP. Here you go, uh, Nintendo with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Square Enix. Like, whatever Marvel game they're making. All over the place. You know, and I feel like that's the way to do it. And there are so many developers out there that could make fucking bitching Star Wars games. But we might not see that for a long time. 
We do have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn coming out. I have high hopes for that game because it's Respawn. They've been working on it for a while. Um, it has the director of God of War 3 on it, I believe. Uh, and that was a good game. So I do think that game will be cool. That game, hopefully, you know, it'll be something different as well. Unless EA decides to cancel that one too. I just don't understand it. I'm telling you, Star Wars has put EA in a bigger hole than it seems to have been worth for them to pick up that license. 100%. 100%. I mean, it. it's... Because you think 2012, where they're at, they've got fucking Battlefield at probably its peak, almost. Yeah. Um, It's got freaking... Mass Effect, Mass Effect has just done its thing. Yep. Um, it, Dragon Age is in a good place, and they released Dragon Age Inquisition, which was probably already in development by 2012. Um, yeah. They were in a good place. Yeah. Visceral was a thing. They did the Dead Space franchise, which was fucking awesome. You know? And I know that got, you know, went in a different direction. By three, but still, very much uh, all those games were loved. You know, it's just they've damaged their brand a lot, obviously, with Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I don't think any, I don't think, you know, players of games will f- ever forget what they tried to do with Star Wars Battlefront 2. They really fucked themselves, and they're always going to have that reputation. I don't think they can make another Battlefront game. Yeah. Uh, I think they will, uh, but I, I, I'm. I don't know because after Battlefront 2 after um you know maybe some disappointing things with Battlefield 5 I'm a little worried about Dice at this point. Yeah, we'll so see how they re- we'll see how they rebound <laughs> uh Battlefield 5 is an ongoing thing. Yeah. In March they have some things coming out that are exciting, but right. By March we're going to also have Anthem out there too, which yeah, it's not a com- just, not necessarily a competitor, but also another thing that takes up people's time. Yeah, EA, you know, they they don't. I feel like they 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 make these strides at times to do better, to come off better, to uh, make better games, you know. But then they constantly just on their fucking face and you know they wonder why the general gaming you know community just doesn't enjoy EA as a company even if they do maybe make good games from Bioware or Respawn or Dice it's just because of dumb shit all the time like Mm -hmm. they could totally fix themselves but they choose not to because you gotta make all the monies not just the, the money all of it. Yeah. Why not? And Star Wars is a great way to make a lot of money, but they... If you put something out there. You gotta make the games, you know? It just... It sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. I've got other things to keep my attention, such as the Elder Scrolls Online. Tell me about this. So, uh... Elder Scrolls Online, Zenimax Online Studios, uh, they uh, they had an event this week, a live stream, if you will, 
where they unveiled this year's uh, planned content for the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so I'm just going to lay it out here. There's this Wrathstone dungeon pack, which includes two dungeons, which each have a have a story that interconnect with each other. Uh, this whole th- 2019 is called Season of the Dragon. Ooh. Uh, so there's that. And then in June, they're releasing Elsewhere, which is a whole zone. It's where the, Khajiit, the Khajiit's homeland. Um, and that's going to apparently have 30 hours of story content with it. And also introduces the Necromancer class. Now, they also have two other things. Another dungeon pack, which you can assume is two dungeons, and another smaller story thing like Merkmire was this year that are coming out in Q3 and Q4. Um, uh, the dungeon packs are generally in- included with uh, Elder Scrolls Online Plus, which is a premium membership. So some of the DLCs come with it like that. And then the smaller story DLC like Merkmire comes with that too. Uh, the bigger DLC elsewhere is going to cost a little bit of money. But that it seems like it's going to be worth it if they're adding an entire new uh, class and a 30-hour story DLC. Yep. And apparently dragons are coming back. Sure. Although this is def- technically way before Skyrim in the timeline. I'm not going to get into the Elder Scrolls timeline and where Elder Scrolls Online fits in, but um, yeah, there's... Yeah, dragons are coming back, and that's going to be a cool thing to see, because MMOs like this need dragons. Um, they did say a few interesting things that have me concerned with the Necromancer class. In order to preserve their world building, in which, in this world at the time, necromancy is very much frowned upon in Tamriel. <sighs> There's a thing in Elder Scrolls Online called the justice system, where if you commit crimes and are witnessed, you will be hunted down by the law and forced to pay a bounty or resist arrest and pretty much get slaughtered by guards that are way over your level. Mm. Um, They've decided that with the necromancer class, that if you perform certain actions associated with the class in the presence of NPCs, uh, you'll get a bounty on your head. Which seems, I don't know, it's for the purpose of their world building, but I don't think it's going to be a fun class to play if you can't, if you can't fight close to a city because your necromancer abilities will get you fucking punished with a bounty. Like, it might not be worthwhile to play this new and probably pretty cool class if it's just going to end up you have a bounty every other time you yeah. maybe accidentally hit an ability in town. Right. Like, and you, you wouldn't even be necessarily hurting anyone. But since it's a necromancy thing, they're going to punish you. Mm-hmm. I I just have concerns. They, they mentioned this. They have plenty of time to test it and see if that's worth it. Um, or to what extent the necromancer stuff is. If you, if it's just like certain class abilities, then maybe. But I don't. I don't know. It really depends on how they implement it. I'm concerned. But we'll see. 
I, I imagine they will. They generally have these DLCs out on the test servers ahead of time and get feedback. Yep. So, yeah. I'm excited, though. There's a lot of Elder Scrolls Online coming out this year, as there was last year. It's pretty incredible how they keep supporting this game with a lot of big and cool stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. They've done a lot of big expansions uh, for this game. I mean, yep. you, and that's, you know uh, better than me, but... The Elsewhere cool. uh, DLC specifically, I didn't mention this, it's June 4th. It'll be out on all platforms at the same time. PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Sweet. All in the same schedule there. Uh, I believe Wrathstone is much sooner. I think it's actually February or March. Um, but yeah, that's a, a lot to look forward to, to playing that game. I, I just don't stop, man. I can't stop. <laughs> well... They give you reasons to not stop. Yeah. And we're not going to stop with all these announcements and reveals. Because today, the day that we have recorded this, Mortal Kombat 11 was shown to the world. um, With some trailers, uh, some gameplay, and all that kind of stuff. It's a very... It was... If you imagine Mortal Kombat... It's pretty fucking gross, some of the yeah. shit that they do, and they just seem to keep turning that up. Um, I watched a few things from it. It just seems gross, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a few bullet... Well, not bullet points. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so, Ronda Rousey, yeah, uh, formerly of the US, UFC, now in the WWE, she's voicing Sonya Blade. I don't particularly give a damn, because... I don't find Ronda Rousey's voice to be a defining feature of her. Like, if you, if you, if I heard like a ton of voices, I would not be able to pick out Ronda Rousey's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, gets people paying attention to Mortal Kombat, though, but yeah, I'm not, that doesn't particularly excite me for sure. Um, and there's a new character, uh, Garros or Jarrah. I have, I, I didn't, Garros, I guess. I didn't listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a new character, and they showed off some story stuff, and Mortal Kombat looks like it, MK11 looks like it's yeah. going to be a good Mortal Kombat. It's all the, the story is a follow-up to Mortal Kombat 9 story, apparently. Mm. I think it's awesome that NetherRealm builds these really fucking rad stories for their games. Like, it makes me want to go pick up those games and play them, because why not? Mm. You know? Does it make you want to go watch the Mortal Kombat movie? No, not necessarily. Um, but I mean, Mortal Kombat 11 seems very cool. I love the logo for it. Mm. If you really look at the logo, how it has the 11. Um, well, the more of just when it has just the MK11, mm. uh, because they do the, the right side of the M and the left side of the K as 11s. Yeah. Or whatever. It just, it looks fucking awesome. Um, Mortal Kombat's cool. I mean, it's just a franchise that I feel keeps getting grosser. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's always really consistent most of the time. You know, it's always, you know, MKX was really good. MK9 was cool. I haven't played one since Mortal Kombat 9. Maybe this is one to Maybe. jump back into. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm always curious, and I always have sometimes an in, in itch to try Mortal Kombat 10 because of some of the DLC characters they put in like um, the thing from Alien uh, Xenomorph 
Um, I believe Jason's in the game and, you know, lots of cool shit. And there's a lot of cool characters they could do here as well. Well, you won't have to wait too long for Mortal Kombat 11 because it's coming out April 23rd. Yeah. Pretty soon. Very soon. I like that snappy, hey, here's the game. Here's when it's out. It's not too far away. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for that, right now, Call of Duty's Blackout mode is on free trial. Everyone can go play Call of Duty Blackout. You don't even need PlayStation Plus. Wow. Smart move. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's going f- until the 24th of January. So yeah, go in there and dive in. They added another uh, a variant of quads in which uh, if one of your squad mates survives until the next collapsing circle, everyone who's dead revives with a pistol. Wow. Next to your squad mate. Wow. Yep. Holy shit. I mean, you really think about that, how chaotic that could be down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, we got to try playing that. Is that a limited time thing? Yeah, I think that's a limited time oh, thing. Oh, shit, we got to try to play that before that's done, because that seems really fucking rad. Yep. Wow. You just need one person to survive, and I think it's like when the next circle starts collapsing. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of Black Ops 4, we've got the most downloaded games of the entire year 2018. Got the PlayStation stuff here. Um, These are PlayStation Store games as yes. well. Yes. So. Uh, Tyler, you want to get us started with the most downloaded PS4 games? Yeah. Number 10, Madden NFL 19. 9, Far Cry 5. 8, Monster Hunter World. 7, FIFA 19. 6, NBA 2K19. 5, Grand Theft Auto 5. 4, God of War. 3, Spider-Man 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. And number 1 is Call of Duty Black Ops 4. All right. I'm inter- it's interesting to see Spider-Man so high. Yeah, yeah. I, I think seeing Spider-Man and God of War, usually exclusives, don't end up that high on those lists unless you're a Nintendo. Mm. So that's awesome to see. It's awesome to see Monster Hunter World up there at number yeah. eight. It is depressing to see Far Cry 5 in there at number nine. Shocking so to many- see it above Madden. So many people disappointed themselves with Far Cry 5. God, it sucks. We've got free-to-play games, too. Uh, The most downloaded free-to-play games are, at number 10, America's Army Proving Grounds. 9, DC Universe Online, free-to-play. I I don't know why they put that in the title. 8, Fallout Shelter. Hmm. 7, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018 Lite. 6, Warframe 5, Paladins. 4, Warface 3, Brawlhalla. 2, H1Z1 Battle Royale. And number 1. Fortnite Battle Royale. Shocking. Most downloaded PlayStation VR games. 10, Surgeon Simulator. 9, Drive Club VR. 8, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. 7, Moss. 6, Arizona Sunshine. 5, Rick and Morty Rick Virtual Regality. 4, PlayStation VR Worlds. 3, Super Hot VR. 2, Beat Saber. Number one, Job Simulator. Everyone just buys Job Simulator. No, I feel like that's that's number one every year. But cool, cool to see Beat Saber up so high. Yeah, especially for it coming out so late in the year as well. I thought Moss would be a little bit higher. Yeah, I don't see uh, Astrobot up here. Which that that's disappointing as well. Oh, Vita! Holy fucking shit, Vita! 
I guess we can talk about Vita games. Yeah. <laughs> Most downloaded PlayStation Vita games at starting from number 10 is Undertale, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, HD Edition, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, uh, Adventures of Mana, Stardew Valley, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition, Jack and Daxter Collection, Persona 4 Golden, and at number one, God of War Collection. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why People getting well. curious about that God of War. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Classics. Oh, yeah. Basically owned by Rockstar. Number 10, Twisted Metal Black. Nine, Psychonauts. Eight, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Seven, Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy. Six, The Warriors. Five, Metal Slug Anthology. Four, Destroy All Humans. Three, Destroy All Humans. Two, two, Bully. Number one, GTA San Andreas. So literally half of this list is Rockstar Games. And the most downloaded PlayStation 4 theme is Monster Hunter World. Right on. It's a pretty cool theme. Yeah. I uh, downloaded that Assassin's Creed Odyssey theme. It's pretty awesome. Mm, That's up here on the list too at number six. That game is a great soundtrack. Like way better than I thought it was going to be. All right. Well. Very cool. Those are all the games of 2018. It's time to start talking about 2019 games and the new games coming out this week. I don't think any games releasing this early in the year are going to be in the top 10 list at the end of the year. I'm just looking Maybe through not all this week. I'm just looking through all of these this week here and I'm just not seeing any games that would necessarily breach that top 10. But we can get started here. Uh, Why don't you get started? You're excited for yeah, this one. Yeah, okay. First game here on the list of games to release this week. Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. Become an ace pilot and soar through photorealistic skies with full 360-degree movement down enemy aircraft and experience the thrill of engaging in realistic sorties. Aerial combat has never looked or felt better. Did miss some commas in there, but I'll forgive them. I feel like... Excited for this. This continues the story from Ace Combat 4, 5, 4 and 5. 6 is not part of this. Okay. This thing called the Strange Reel. You wouldn't get it. No. Um, But Ace Combat 7 picks up after 5. I feel story. like this game was announced so long ago. Dude, it's been so long. <laughs> it's it's just been long since a Ace Combat game, period. So very cool. I don't that, think they I don't think these games particularly sell huge numbers, mm-hmm. which probably is why there's so long so much time in between them. Yeah. Next up is As Divine Hearts Two on PS4 and Vita. Cross by. Picking up two years after the events of their first adventure, Zack and friends find themselves off on another quest, but this time to save the parallel world of Archelio, which is on the verge of being frozen in ice. Mm. Oh, fucking oh, shit. Oh, boy. Okay, well, uh, Amazon decided that it had money, so it's throwing a video game out there, by the way, of the Grand Tour game, based on the show. Ever wish you could get behind the wheel with Clarkson, Hammond, and May from the Grand Tour? One moment you're watching the hosts attempt some questionable motive automotive antics, the next you're at the wheel yourself. 
Same car, same location, same chance to make a massive mess of it. So this is basically going to follow the uh, season three of the Grand Tour. Yeah. Uh, next up is Holy Potatoes. We're in space. PS4. Space. The final French fried tier. What? Set out on an intergalactic voyage of discovery, adventure, and potato-based puns in Holy Potatoes. We're in space. Combining hard-boiled battles, mashed management, and scalloped simulation into a dish that's out of this world. That is a fucking awesome description. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Wow. All right. We have a VR game releasing this week by way of Kingdom of Blades. Play as a frontline warrior in the Three Kingdoms period of China. With nothing to depend on but your swords and your courage, you must slash your way through hordes of enemies and face off against the most famous generals on your path to fame and glory. Next up is Anamusha Warlords, PS4. Capcom's riveting samurai adventure returns. This version includes their original games intense sword play and dramatic revenge story, plus improved controls, widescreen display, a new soundtrack, and more. Experience this enhanced version of the best-selling action-adventure classic. Mm. You excited about this? No. Okay. Not at all. I never played Onimusha. I want to say I played, like, Onimusha 4 or something, and it was fine, um, but this looks not great okay. i feel like you could reboot anamusha in 2019 and have it be something very cool very high flying action or bucket throw in some dark souls mechanics or something like that like you could have some really fucking great stuff but i, I don't know hmm. maybe they're testing the waters to see if there's a fan base for this franchise they can move forward from here i don't know Oh boy! Yeah, this one got—it's got me excited. <laughs> panda Hero, release the panda in you. Take on the role of the mighty panda and tread your path unerringly. Skillfully dodge your attackers and sweep aside any creatures standing in your way. Attack! The panda looks horrifying, though. Next up is Planet Ricks Thirteen, PS4 and Vita. Planet Ricks 13 is a classic 2D adventure with pixel art graphics. Hmm. Never seen them before. You are a pilot of a spacecraft that is exploring worlds potentially suitable for life. After losing control of your ship and making an emergency landing, it quickly becomes clear that you are not the first person on this planet. Hmm. All right. It's one of those. One of those. (laughs) Another one of those demos is out this week. Resident Evil 2 one-shot demo. Yep. A deadly virus engulfs the residents of Raccoon City in December of 1998, plunging the city into chaos as flesh-eating zombies roam the streets for survivors. An unparalleled adrenaline rush, gripping storyline, and unimaginable horrors await you. Witness the return of Resident Evil 2. Smart for Capcom to get this out with this game launching next Friday. 
Yeah. So, uh, next up, Smoke and Sacrifice. Smoke and Sacrifice sees Sachi, a mother forced to give up her son, adventure into a grotesque underworld on a quest that will lead her to a darker truth. As she ventures into a hidden land, will Sachi ever discover the truth of what happened to her son? Hmm. Next up is Vane. A ru- in a ruined desert, a strange golden dust transforms a free-spirited bird into a determined young child, setting off a chain of events that will reshape the world itself. From the team at Friend and Foe Games, Vane is a stunning, emotional, and unnerving experience. Next up is The Walking Dead, the final episode or final season, episode three. After years of road facing threats, both living and dead, a secluded school might finally be Clementine and AJ's chance for a home. But protecting it will mean sacrifice. In this gripping, emotional final season, your choices define your relationships, shape your world, and determine how much Clementine and determine how Clementine's story ends. Very cool that this is coming back you know a lot of the telltale employees have worked on this and i think i need to hop on this now all right so the final game on the list here is yik uh, i believe that's y2k is what i've heard y2k oh okay yeah. i see it now yeah it's y2k at first i thought it was yik as well um but i believe it's y2k Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Y2K, a postmodern RPG. In this surreal Japanese-style RPG set in the 90s, prepare to experience a conspiracy like no other. After witnessing a woman vanish from an elevator, college graduate Alex embarks on an adventure to rescue her, which spirals into an epic quest with stakes higher than he could have ever imagined. All right. All righty. Yeah, that's all the video games you want you can watch halloween which is a great movie mm. stars born is out first man apparently they both are pretty all right okay also true detective is a thing Shit. true detective is great again is it yeah all right those first two episodes were baller i'm not much into those hbo shows yeah they're good i enjoy them all right well i think that's all yeah I think we're going to shut down here and play some Vigi games, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. If you're in the East Coast, stay safe on the snowy streets. Until next. Oh, wait, no. Other things I have to say. <laughs> I, I sometimes do this where I forget that there are other things to say before ending the podcast. Sometimes. Like how you can contact us via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends on the podcast app of your choice. If you want to get in contact with me, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth on Twitter and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Tyler, it has been a pleasure. And until next week... Y'all, play your video games and be good to each other, and... Please, I hope the Patriots don't win. Please, just anything. I know. Anything but a Patriots (laughs) Super Bowl. Bye. Boopity-bippity-boppity. Boop.
Boopity, boopity, boopity. Ba-da-da-da. da 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 da